today on CityCast Philly. Everyone wants to be Philly's mayor, and the crowded race doesn't seem to be getting any smaller. So I talked with someone about when the potential candidates pool will narrow down and why all these people want to be Philly's mayor. It's Wednesday, February 1st, 2023. I'm producer Abby Fritz, filling in for Trinae Nuri, and this is CityCast Philly. CityCast Philly political contributor Denise Clay Murray, thanks for being here. Well, you're welcome. So Denise, Philly is battling some serious issues right now, Mm -hmm. from gun violence to the opioid crisis and underfunding in public schools. With all this going on, why do so many people want to be our mayor? It goes back to ego. I, I think it is purely an ego thing. You look at the job, you look at who's currently doing it, you see things you don't like, you think you can do a better job, so you put your hat in the ring. Of course, what people find out is that it's not an easy gig, particularly in the poorest big city in America, where poverty is at the center of all of the other crap that is going on here. And until someone occupies the office of mayor that understands that you got to get the poverty and joblessness and underinvestment under control Mm -hmm. before you can even start to start fixing these problems. And hopefully once we figure out who is actually going to be on the ballot in the May primary, people can start asking them direct questions about that. I know I intend to. Yeah, Denise, it's February and we still have 10 people who may potentially run for mayor. Why is the race still so crowded? That is the $6,400 question. (laughs) You know, no one knows why everybody and their mother has kind of decided, oh, I want to be mayor this year. But what everybody needs to remember here is that no matter how many people say they're running for mayor, one, no one's on the ballot yet. And two, not all of these people are going to make it on the ballot. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be interesting to see who in the end, particularly on the Democratic side, the Republican side, I'm only hearing one name and it's unofficial as of now. And even then, it's probably not going to be a stack of primary as the as the Democratic side. There's nine Democrats right now and, and one Republican, right? That's where we're at. Well, actually, there's <laughs> there's 10. Mike Stack, who's the former lieutenant governor of Pennsylvania, is saying he's running for mayor, but he hasn't formally announced anything. Mm. But because of that, we're throwing him into the little pile. On the Republican side, the only person I've heard that is considering a run is city councilman David O. Now, under the city's resign to run rule, mm-hmm. if he were to decide that he's not that he's going to run for mayor, he would have to resign the moment he says it. Oh, okay. And is that why people are still saying 10? Because David O hasn't officially resigned, so they can't count him yet. Right. And also, most of the time in Philadelphia, which is one of the flaws of our system in a way, Mm -hmm. the, the primary pretty much decides who's going to be the mayor. At least the Democratic primary decides that because Democrats have a two to one voter registration edge here. And usually whoever wins the Democratic primary ends up being mayor. But that's the way it's worked out 
for the entirety of the 30 years I've been covering Philadelphia politics. Wow, that's wild. So, Denise, is there usually this many people vying for the position, like, in general, or or is this year kind of an anomaly? This is the only time in, like, the last three or four mayoral election cycles that you have had this many people. Um, the last time that we had this many people was in the primary season that and culminated with Michael Nutter becoming the mayor of Philadelphia. You had about eight people running for the Democratic nomination. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them were pretty heavy hitters. You have you you had that's that was the last time you had close to this many people running for the office. I think the reason why so many people are running for the office this year is because they all look at how Jim Kenney has conducted himself as mayor, particularly mm-hmm. in his second term. And they've thought, I can do a better job than this. Yeah, totally. Does having this many people in the race affect voter turnout, especially if it continues to be this many people? That's a good question. And the reason why that's a good question is because voter turnout in Philadelphia is an issue no matter what the race, mm-hmm. unless it's president of the United States. What this number of people will probably do in terms of impacting voter turnout this time around, it's going to be whoever gets their voters to the polls. Mm. Um, you have everybody has got a constituency. Some people are sharing constituencies, like, for example, Helen Gim and Rebecca Reinhardt kind of share a progressive constituency. And the person who ultimately wins is going to be the person that gets their part of the constituency to the polls and and gets them to vote. Because there are so many candidates, it's going to be interesting to see who gets those votes and why they get those votes. And do you think people might be overwhelmed by having this many options, too, especially, you know, 10 Democratic options? I know covering them is somewhat overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And and that's because you cannot get to everything. And when you're having candidate forums, and I've attended a few of these, when you're having candidate forums where you've got 90 minutes to get the campaign platforms of 10 people out to a room full of voters, everybody maybe gets a minute, 30 seconds. You can't tell people what you're going to do in that office in just a minute and 30 seconds. But for a populace that's got so many issues that it's trying to deal with, that just focusing on one thing or just hearing one problem you're going to tackle may not be enough to motivate people to go to the polls on your behalf. Yeah, absolutely. So do we know when the race will start to narrow down? Okay. Here is the, like like I said, you, you have a lot of people who are saying they are running for mayor. Mm-hmm. But no one is running for anything until after February 14th. February 14th, Valentine's Day, is the first day that you can start circulating your nominating petitions for Mayor Philadelphia. Once you get those petitions signed, which you have to have them signed and turned in by March 7th, mm-hmm. then the process of issuing kind of like a certificate that says, hey, I'm officially running, you have to turn that in. Mm -hmm. Then after that, 
if, if people want to challenge your petitions, which happens a lot, actually, and is really? probably going to happen a lot this time around, meaning that they take a look at your petitions, they make sure that the signatures match what the voter registration card says for this particular person. They make sure that there's not you know, signatures. Like there have been times where people have gotten their petitions thrown out because Donald Duck signed a petition <laughs> oh, or man. Bugs Bunny signed a petition. And once that process is done, by March 14th, we will know who is actually on the ballot. So, Denise, the potential mayoral candidates recently had to file their campaign finance reports. What can voters learn from these? Well, they can learn who is donating to these campaigns because it all becomes public record. And they can also kind of get an idea of where these candidates stand from a financial standpoint. Because running for office, all aspects of running for office are pretty expensive. And since Mm -hmm. we're nearing the petition part, that is the most important. If your petitions aren't straight, you're not getting on the ballot. And that costs money. Mm -hmm. It's also going to become important from a standpoint of advertising. So far, the only two people that I have seen with television ads are Alan Dom and Jeff Brown. And that's because the both of them have already triggered the millionaire's exemption meaning that they've contributed $250,000 of their own money to run for this office. Mm-hmm. And, you know, not everybody else is going to be able to duplicate that. In the last finance report, Rebecca Reinhardt and Helen Gim both were able to raise a million dollars. But I haven't seen the most recent campaign finance filing. So it was, it's going to be interesting to see if maybe after the finance reports are announced, If people decide, you know something, there's no reason for me to continue to do this because I don't have the money. It does not appear I am going to be able to get the money and I may as well, you know, throw my support behind one of my fellow candidates who does have the money. Totally. Yeah, that makes sense. So, Denise, the the money question, if you had to guess, who who do you think is going to end up on the ballot? Um, The folks that I see having problems getting on the ballot are like Reverend Warren Bloom. I I think he's running a very bare bones operation. I don't know if that's because he's saving all of his money for petitions, Mm -hmm. but I don't know if he gets on the ballot. I don't know if Judge James DeLeon gets on the ballot because, again, another bare bones operation that might be saving all their money for petitions, but then again, might just might not have money. And and that's, you know, that's the reality. But and we still don't know what the what the deal is exactly with um former Lieutenant Governor Stack either. So, you know, I don't know if all of these people actually get on the ballot. I think most of them will, but then the campaign starts in earnest. Soon you are not going to be able to get away from these people if you want to. You're going to be yeah. walking down the street, walking down the aisle in your grocery store, and you're going to get met by a candidate. Or you're going to be at the Eagles victory parade if they win the Super Bowl, and you're going to be you know, 
watching somebody crush a beer can on their head and it's going to be a mayoral candidate. You know, you're not going to be able to get away from these people. So, you know, it, it's it's going to be really interesting to see how it all shakes out as always. Totally. Do you think there's anything else that voters should know before we get out of here? Probably the thing that voters should know is that this is an important race that basically directly affects you more than anything else you will vote on in the next four years. Yes. And because of that, you really need to let the people who have decided they are going to put their names in for nomination, particularly for the mayor's office and for city council, know this is what we want. This is what you need to do. And most importantly, People need to start letting their politicians know that we put you in this office. We will take you out. CityCast Philly political contributor Denise Claymurray, thank you so much for being back on CityCast Philly. Oh, no problem. It's always like the most fun in my day sometimes. <laughs> Aw, <laughs> that's so great to hear. I love that. To check out more of Denise's work, you can find her on Twitter at Denise the Writer. And here's what else Philly's talking about. The SS United States that's been birthed at Pier 82 for 25 years may need to find a new home. According to the Philadelphia Inquirer, a rent dispute with the pier's landlord led to a termination in the agreement. Once called the Queen of the Seas, this ship's fate will be determined in a settlement hearing in March. And if no agreement is made, a trial could be held in the fall. Also, the Eagles are partnering with local nonprofit Operation Warm to give out 30,000 sports bras to young athletes attending schools in Philly. Philly Voice reported the pilot program starts today and will be giving out these sports bras at three local high schools. That's all for today here on CityCast Philly. If you enjoyed the show about Philly's mayor's race, why not tell a friend? Rate the show, leave us a review, and hit that subscribe button. Be sure to sign up for our morning newsletter, too. It's called Hey Philly. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Bye. And thanks for being my my first official interview for CityCast. You um, did fine. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Hopefully I made Trinae proud. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>